Good morning. morning. How's everybody today? Good? Good to see you. I brought my bear with me. Uh, I'll tell you what that's about in a minute. Good to see you. Welcome to North Star. If you're a first-time guest, we're honored to have you with us, and we hope that you felt the warm welcome as you came in today. And uh, for some reason, somebody missed you, and you walked in, and nobody spoke to you. I'm speaking to you now. And hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. We're one church with two locations, and we welcome those also that are joining us online today. This is an awesome church. It's a church that the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of this church. It's the Christocracy. Christ is the head of the church according to Scripture, and we believe Scripture. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome, and nobody's perfect, and I was just testing you. Anything is possible. You got that right. It is our vision at North Star to glorify God by making disciples of all nations, every nation. Jesus said, go, tell the good news, but make disciples. We were in a series about our core values, and last week we, we looked at making disciples. So I'm excited about the, the message today. Before I get into it, I want to tell you a couple of things like one, if you've got children in the NS Kids, you may know this. I want to be sure that you do. And if you've got kids that aren't back there, um, this is what they're missing. We have something that's called Missions Market. Mission Market. And what the kids do, like if, uh, for example, if they memorize <coughs> the Roman Road, if you're familiar with what the Roman road is, it's, it's scriptures based on the book of Romans, all right? And so the Roman road, like Romans 3.23, for the wages for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrated his love for us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If they memorize the Roman road, they get 15 coins. And these coins, they do not take these coins at Walmart. What they're doing is not earning stuff for toys that they can play with, but they're earning uh, things to, like, send to Compassion International. They've adopted a a child there. And uh, currently their project is for the refuge. It's a brand-new ministry at North Star that ministers to families of foster care and families of adoption. So right now, if they, like, uh, know the memorize the books of the Old Testament, they earn coins, if they bring a friend, if they bring a Bible, it's pretty good stuff. They can earn enough coins and purchase some of these for the refuge. Now, what the refuge is, it's a ministry of our church, as I said, that ministers to foster families. And by the way, there are 5,937 children in foster care in the state of Mississippi. 5,937. And so already we've had families that got the urgent news that they're going to be foster parents that have come through our church and gotten supplies because they received a child that didn't have anything. And we've, we've got, isn't that a great ministry of this church? Give God a praise clap. I'm excited about it. We've got a lot of good ministries in our church. This is a great church, and it's a church where we love you and that everybody 
is important. So today I'm glad that you're here. Coming up really soon is the first Saturday serve day on June the 2nd, and we will be ministering that day in two groups, one from 8 o'clock till 11, the second group from 11 to 1, and we'll be um, doing painting and yard work from 8 to 11. The second group will play with the kids and have lunch with them at Faith Haven. And that is a, a place where um, kids are temporarily, temporarily placed. And so it's a very, very important ministry. Those are just some of the ministries that we are involved in. One last thing, don't miss Fellowship in the Park. That's next Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. We're going to have a ball, a blast, and uh, hope that you'll be a part of that. All right, let's get into the Word today. You ready? All right, so we're in a series called We Are. We're looking at our 10 core values that make up our church. And what they do, they, these core values, they help us, they're biblically based, uh, they help us to stay focused and to keep our, the direction of our church headed correctly. And so we are today on, are on the fourth core value. There are 10 of them. We'll do the second half. We're doing the first half for now, and then I'm going to uh, be bringing a message later about the last days, the end times. You know, I told you I didn't have enough time to preach that series, and uh, like I wanted to, so I'm, I'm going to put a message in there. Uh, and then we're going to have a campus pastor series. First time we've ever done this, and we're pumped about that. But today we're going to be looking at our fourth core value, and that is we are servants. This is what it says. We serve both within the church and in our communities. Stay where you are. Serve where you live. Be the church in your community. We will have love and compassion, which leads to action. We believe those who serve are just as important as those that are served. And we carefully crafted these statements through much prayer and leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we felt like we needed to say that. We're trying to say to you, you who are serving, you're just as important as the people that you're serving. And when it says, uh, serve where you are, you may drive several miles to come to one of our campuses. Uh, that's not what we're saying, don't come to our campuses, don't come to our church. It is, it is saying, though, however, be the church wherever you are. The church is the what? The body of Christ. And so let's be the church wherever we are. Let's serve where we live. I want to ask you a question. This is like a very serious question. And that is, um, will your life outlive you? Will your life outlive you? Now, when you're gone, what will be said about you? I shudder to think. He was a, he was a weirdo. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they're going to say when I'm dead and gone. I don't really care, but I care now. But I, what, what will be said about your life? Will you have accomplished anything eternally? Uh, 
he was kind, he was compassionate, he, he served his community, he served his church. What, what would be said about you? I just want to say, be sure whatever is said about you will be things that will matter in eternity. He was hard-headed. He was stubborn. <laughs> well, what, what will be said about you? And so, oftentimes when we talk about serving, it, it's not a popular philosophy in our society and culture. Now, that's not to say that there are not a lot of groups that are serving. I was downtown uh, a, a couple of weeks ago in Tupelo, and there was a group serving. Not calling attention to themselves, they were, they were just serving. They were serving in the city. And, but for the most part, we're living in a society that's, that's oftentimes selfish. Selfish with our time. Well, Pastor, I'm very busy, and I've got this, I've got ball, I've got cheer, I've got church, and I've got vacation, I got work. Hey, I get all of that. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, uh, are you a servant? Are you serving God? Are you serving your family? Are you serving your church? Are you serving your community? And so we need to be consistently doing that. There's a, there's a, a community I read about in England. And you're going to like this. When the mayor and the council came into office or come into office, they weigh them. Get up on the scales, Mr. Mayor, incumbent, prospective mayor. Get up on the scale. So they would weigh, it's a little intimidating, right? They would weigh the mayor and the council at the beginning of the term, and at the end of the term, they would weigh them again. And if they had put on a lot of weight, they would not go back into office. Because that was proof, it's crazy, that that was proof that they were taking in more than they were giving out. I'm thinking about doing that to the staff here. But anyway, uh, I said that, and uh, I don't think that's a popular idea. But what are you giving? What are you investing into the community? What are you investing into the kingdom of God. There are, we, we were created in the image of God. We were created in his image. It is, it is part of our character to serve. A lot of people look for happiness in life. In fact, you can go to the bookstore and find all of the books you want to find about happiness. Why? Because the world's way is not working. Self-help books. The world's way is not working. Where do you find happiness? It is not by getting that you find happiness. It's not by getting that makes you happy. It's by giving. I'm not talking about giving your money. It might include that. It certainly includes that. But it's by giving of yourself to the body of Christ. And hey, it starts in your family. It starts right under your roof, with, with your wife, with your husband, with your children, with your parents. And it starts there, but it continues in the church, and it, it spreads into the neighborhood, and it, it permeates community. This is what, this is what I know. We, we don't need to just be contributors. 
uh, we don't just need to be consumers, we need to be contributors. Did you get that? Don't just be a consumer. Take it in, take it in, take it in, take it in. But be a contributor. Serve. You see, God doesn't want us just to sit on the sidelines. He wants us to get into the game. It's easy to sit on the sidelines sometimes. Cheer on the team. Somebody needs to cheer on the team. But what, what God wants us to do is to get plugged in. God wants us to get out of the, from out of the bleachers into the game. Now, our text for today is found in Philippians. If you've got your Bibles, be turning there with me. Philippians chapter 2, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Philippians chapter 2, and the, Paul, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church at Philippi about the new life in Christ. But then he starts talking about how a, a person who's in Jesus Christ is to be a servant. Philippians chapter 2, let's read beginning with verse 1. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Paul writes and he says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the, the same love, being one in the Spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset of Christ. Did, did you catch the, the gravity of that? In your relationships, which I believe starts in the family, <coughs> starts in the home, in your relationships, at church, at home, at work, at school, in your neighborhood, do what? Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, Jesus, by, being, by becoming obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I was thinking about this. I'm thinking Jesus could have said, uh, well, I'm God. He is God. He was God when he walked on this earth. He could have said, well, I'm God. It's about time things change around here. You worship me. But that's not what he did. He said, I'm going to serve you. If the phone had rang in Jesus' day, this is how Jesus would have answered the phone. How may I serve you? Because Jesus was a servant. He took the very nature of, 
of a servant. One time in John chapter 13, uh, they were having a meal. The Bible says Jesus got up from the meal and he went in and he got a towel and he wrapped it around himself. He went and he got a, a container and filled it with water with all of, of the eyes of the disciples on looking, watching. What's he doing? What's he, what's he fixing them to do? And he took the bowl of water and he walked over and he knelt at the feet of the disciples one by one and he washed their feet. That was something that a servant would do. Certainly not a master, certainly not a lord, but that's what Jesus did. And he washed the feet of the disciples. Jesus said, I have come to not to be served, but to serve. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, For we are God's handiwork. Say handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus. This is, this is, God, this is God's word. He said we are, we are his handiwork, God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we as a church, are servants. Our text began in verse 1. I want to revisit the first two verses. He says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and one mind. So what I want to give you today just a couple of things. I want to, first of all, I want to tell you that, I want to answer this question. Well, how, okay, so how do we serve? Pastor, you mentioned First Saturday Serve Day at Faith Haven. How do we, how do, we do that? Well, I didn't say this earlier. I really meant to. Uh, you can text the word serve to 662-493-2311, or you can sign up at the guest services. And that's, how you, that's how you start. But here's the principle that I want to give you. We serve God by serving others. If you say, God, how, God, I really want to serve you. How do I do that? And God would say to you, you serve me by serving other people. Getting involved. Stepping up. Taking that next step. This is what I know. It's by walking in other people's lives for their good and God's glory. We live in such a, a private culture, don't we? I mean, it's very private. Michael said last week, uh, now we have back doors and now we, we gather in the back because we don't want to sit on the front porch while everybody comes by. It's just the way human nature has taken us. But serving others is, is by walking into people's lives for their good. I stopped and had a conversation with a guy in my neighborhood just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I noticed that there was a, a sign in the yard, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call this, but it, it, it was basically saying somebody's died, 
please respect, please respect this family. So I stopped and, and we had a conversation and uh, I learned his name and he learned my name and we had some things in common and I wasn't intruding into his life. Uh, you know, I wasn't overbearing. I just was in and out and, but serving others is walking into their lives for their own good and for the glory of God. Everything that we do is for the glory of God. I'll give you a couple examples. In Luke chapter 22, it's just a couple of verses if you don't want to turn there, but in Luke chapter 22, a, a dispute, a, an argument had arisen among the disciples, okay, as to which one of them was to be uh, considered to be the greatest. Are you serious? The followers of Jesus acting like this? Well, which one? I'm going to be the No, you're not. I've done this. Uh, I accomplished this. I was with Jesus when this happened. I saw this. So they were disputing which, was one, which one of them was to be considered to be the greatest. And Jesus said to them, The king of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. Do you see the, 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 the emphasis that Jesus was putting on serving? So we should be involved in walking into people's lives, being, being a helping hand. The Bible is filled with the one another's. Uh, the one another's, I call them the one another's in the Bible. Love one another, serve one another, share with one another, give to one another, bear one another's burdens. It's filled. The New Testament is filled with the one another's. And Jesus said that's what we are supposed to be about is sharing the gospel and ministering uh, to those. What if... Church, I'm, I'm just asking you, what, what if we as a church would really, what if every believer at North Star really served our, each other and served in our community? Wow, what a, what a difference that we could make. Another instance was the mother of two of the disciples of Jesus. Now get this. Uh, this is the mother of the sons of uh, uh, Zebedee, James and John. James and John, and she comes, up, she comes to Jesus, and, and she, she says, look, Jesus, um, let's just keep this between us, all right? But I, I want to ask you something. Yeah, well, what is it? Go ahead. Um, you think it's possible. I mean, you sure you want me to ask you, Jesus? Yeah, go ahead. You think it's possible. That my sons, when you come into your kingdom, that one could sit on one side of you and one on the other. Now, mothers, don't ever be like that. But this, this is what she said to Jesus. And then Jesus answered her. And he says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you, must be your servant 
And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life for many. Church, we have a mission. A mission to serve. To serve each other, to serve our community, to serve our our family. If you find Jesus, you would always find Jesus with a down and out. If you... If you find Jesus, you would always find Jesus with folks that were, lives were messed up, right? He was always with somebody that was struggling. He was always, he was, he was, he was attracted to the hurting, and he, he was not afraid to get his, his hands dirty. He would go out and, and serve. What about us? He says in verse 3 of our text, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others among yourselves, above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Amen? In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. So, I began by saying we, need to, we can serve God. By serving others. Serve God by, say it with me. All right. There's two things required. If you really want to make this work, there's two things that, that are required. The first one is availability. You've got to, you've got to come to the point of, of saying, all right, okay. I, I serve in summer blasts. Okay, yeah. It's about time that I, I do one of these serve days. I, I'll do it. it. It involves availability of just saying, God, okay, I, I, I'm available. I'm available. I know we're busy. Oh, seriously, I know it. I get it. I get it. And so, but so was Jesus. And as Jesus was busy here on earth during his public ministry, Almost all, not all of them, but almost all of the miracles that Jesus did. Are you listening? Almost all of the miracles that Jesus did were interruptions. They, they were interruptions. For example, there were two blind men sitting on the side of the road uh, crying out. They heard that Jesus was coming by and they were, the, the Bible says they were crying out, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, the crowds didn't like it. You can read this in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Crowds didn't like it. The Bible says the crowds told them to shut up. Said, be quiet. And Scripture says that, that they kept on and they persisted. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, Jesus could have said, uh, look, are, are y'all serious? I mean, y'all, y'all are blind. Y'all, man, y'all, you, you, you need a doctor. Jesus could have said, look, I've got bigger fish to fry. I've got bigger things to do, like what? Like running the world. <laughs> I'm God. But guess what? Scripture says that Jesus stopped. And he stopped to minister to them. 
We like to call those divine appointments. And did you know, church, that God, whether you realize it or not, God is putting appointments in your life, whether you realize it or not, whether you recognize it or not. And these divine appointments are for you. And this is what I know if you're taking notes. This is the long one, so it's going to stay up long enough for you to write it down. It may be the very things that you call interruptions. It may be the very things that you call interruptions, but they, those are the very things that God wants you to be involved in. I don't know if I can do summer blasts. We're not asking you to, like, sign your life away for the, less, for the next 30 years of my life. I'm going to be bound. We're, we're talking three days, three nights, rather, three afternoons. And those interruptions may be, possibly could be, might likely be the very things that God wants you involved in. Paul writes in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, Now, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. And so not only do we need availability, church, we need faithfulness. We need to be faithful in what we've done. I love what John Wesley says. He says, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can and all the times you can to all the people you can as long as you ever can. Isn't that good? And so that's how we are to do it. That's how we're to serve. That's how we are to be faithful. Again, 1 Corinthians, he says, it is required that those that have been given much be found faithful. I, I want that at the end of my life, as I stand before Jesus, that I'm found faithful. I'm going to stand before him. I, I know the judgment that scares people, but the judgment seat of Christ, it's, 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 it, it's not like that. And one day I'm going to stand before Jesus, and I'm going I'm to give an account of, of the good that I've done or not done. I'm not being judged for my sins, but I'm being judged according to my works, not to whether or not I'll get into heaven or not. Don't misunderstand that. I'm going to be preaching on that in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to be judged on, all right, Okay, then you can come into heaven. That's not it. Man, I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> when the judgment seat takes place, hey, hey, dude, I'm in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm standing before Jesus, just according to my works. That that didn't account for anything will be burned. But this is what we've got to do is have this mindset. Then I have a follow-up statement. Jesus said in John 17, 4, I have brought you glory on earth. He's talking to the Father. Jesus, the Son, is talking to the Father. And he says, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, that's Jesus. 
Jesus finished the work. Praise God. He finished the work. He went to the cross. He paid the ultimate price. When I stand before Jesus, this is what I want to hear. Well done, thou good and faithful church member who sat on row three every Sunday. Well, almost every Sunday. Well done. You sang some, but you mostly sat. Well done. No, man, that's not what I want to hear. What I want to hear is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, my beginning question today, will your life outlive you? Not what have you done to impress others and make friends. Will your life outlive you? I'm thinking of people like Lottie Moon, Corey Ten Moon. Lottie Moon gave up food and literally starved to death to help others. Will your life have really mattered? You may say, Pastor Terry, I don't want to live my life any more without making a difference. And I'm going to start today. Well, good. Good. Start serving in your home. Start serving your family. Start serving your church. Start serving your community. Start serving your neighbors. Even if, listen, even if it's stopping and saying, hey, I noticed that there was a death in the family, I just want you to know I've been praying for you guys. Step into people's lives for their good and for the glory of God. Father, thank you for today. Thank you that, um, oh God, that you give us the word and we can come here and talk about things that are applicable for our lives and I just pray that today that the Holy Spirit would stir within the hearts of people to do those things maybe you realize for the first time that you've never been born again I want to give you an opportunity today it's something that you have to do a decision you have to make but I want to give you that opportunity just to call on the name of Jesus today to be saved. You can say something like this, Dear God, today I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he rose from the grave on the third day. I repent of my sins and I turn to you, Lord Jesus. Come into my life. I put my trust in you. I follow you today as Savior and Lord. If that was your prayer today, we want to know about it. There's a, a connection card in the seat pocket in front of you. Would you fill that out and bring it to guest services? And we'll give you a book. If you don't do that, you can just put it in the bucket when you leave. But we, we want to rejoice in that decision that you've made. 
Maybe today as a Christ follower, you just made that deeper commitment with Christ. Maybe it's something I've not even talked about today, like getting into the Word of God by praying more, by being more compassionate. But maybe it's to be a, a, a servant of His. I want to pray for everyone. If you would please stand with me. We have one closing song of worship. You don't want to miss this. In a spirit of, in an attitude of worship and prayer, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would take these closing moments and uh, just speak to our hearts, just seal what we've heard and um, accept the challenge that we've been given. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.